Hello folks, my name is Noah Ben Shia, and we are very excited to bring you this vital and important interview podcast. We are broadcasting today from the Innovations and in Behavioral Healthcare Conference hosted by Foundations Recovery Network. What we all learn in life is that wisdom is where we are wise enough to find it. I think you will find it here. Please lend this conversation an open mind, a warm heart, and a few moments of your time. Thank you. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Innovations in Behavioral Healthcare, sponsored by Foundations Recovery Network. They've been so gracious to bring Sober Guy Radio out here. And today we're talking with Dr. Mary Ann Roy. Dr. Roy is a licensed psychologist and certified clinical supervisor and received her doctorate in psychology at the Massachusetts School of Professional Psychology. Her 15-year career in the mental health and addiction field has provided her with the experience and expertise to oversee Crossroads Outpatient and residential clinical practices at the agency's four sites. And we're going to get into that a little bit. Dr. Roy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Shane. It's great to be here. It's great to have you on today. And we're going to get to know a little bit about you and a little bit about Crossroads. Let's start with yourself. Um, Tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background. Uh, Well, let's see. Um, I've been with the agency now for almost seven years. I have always been interested in uh, specializing in women's treatment and I'm very fortunate to be a part of a clinical team that is working hard to uh, break down the barriers, shame, stigma and judgment to yeah. get women into addiction treatment. Yeah, that uh, when we talk about that, that shame, the stigma, the, the judgment of it, um, man, it's such an important topic to address, I think, because it's so... Um, it's right in your face and a lot of people don't get the help the treatment that they need because of that one of the three or and then some so you really focus on women though right absolutely Uh, Crossroads has been around since the mid 70s and since that time we've really focused on gender responsive treatment for women Um, and that is our specialty and it is our niche there's a lot of shame and stigma and judgment that comes with addiction but when you're um, a woman when you're a mother or when you're pregnant, multiply that by thousands. Um, seeking help when you're a mother or when you're pregnant, there's there's uh, a lot of barriers for women and oh, yeah. a lot of fear associated with that, which keeps people stuck in their disease. And we really want to um, help women access treatment and feel okay talking about the things that they need to in order to live more yeah. productive lives. Well, my, you know, my, my wife takes care of our two kids. I was telling you I have a two-year-old and a six-year-old. I can't imagine. I don't, first of all, I don't know how she does it in general. I can't imagine her being in a, in treatment and having to 
take care of the kids and try to do herself like that's got to be a real real big challenge so why don't why don't we talk a little bit about crossroads facility in maine and how you guys approach that and give us some more info about that shane that is such a wonderful question and the way that you worded that is absolutely perfect because what you're touching on is the gender responsive piece of treatment which Mm -hmm. is what crossroads touches on so the gender responsive treatment is equally important for men um, as it is for women but with women it's a little different because as women we're naturally we're caretakers we're very relational in being Um, we when women find out that they're pregnant they are very motivated to seek help and to get treatment and in our we have a children and mothers program located in Wyndham, Maine that's been around um, since the mid-70s. And Crossroads really recognized years ago that one of the number one barriers for women to seek treatment was, who am I going to leave my children with? I don't have anybody safe yeah. to leave my kids with, or I don't want to leave my children. I want to continue to build on my attachment and my bond because I've, I've been detached uh, from them for a while because yeah. of my active addiction. So this treatment program is 30 to 60 days. Typically, if a woman's coming in with her child, it's 60 days. A woman can bring a child with her, up to two children with her, between the ages of zero and five. Hmm. Um, we have a licensed daycare on site, so uh, kids that are over the age of six weeks um, can attend that licensed daycare while their mom's participating in treatment. But one of the unique things that you were touching upon is that uh, Crossroads does accept pregnant women at any stage in their pregnancy to our Children and Mothers program out in Wyndham, Maine. Um, it's not uncommon for a woman to come to us very late stage in her pregnancy and haven't been using frequently. Yeah. Um, she may go into labor while she's in treatment with us. We get her connected with a very reputable hospital in Maine where she goes, has her child, and then when her and her child can be discharged from the hospital, they're returning to our program. And the mom is recuperating and participating in group treatment while she is in those very early stages of parenting her newborn child. So it's not uncommon for uh, a mom to bring her infant into group with us. She might be she might need to nurse in group if the child needs to be fed. Uh, If the child needs to be changed, she does that in the group. She's going through all the the regular motions that um, any other mother would do. That's home um, home from the hospital. So. My heart goes out to this population because they're working inc- incredibly hard oh, because that's an exhausting period of time. And we do have a registered nurse on site at this facility that's able to tend to the mother's needs and the child's needs. Uh, we have individual master's level clinicians that are working um, frequently with uh, the clients and providing the group treatment, individual therapy, family therapy, and you know making sure that we're assessing for postpartum depression and watching. Yeah, yeah. Coordinating with uh, community treatment providers is essential to make the program successful. Well, I, I was I was gonna say that's that sounds like an emotional battlefield, like straight up. And so you, I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of different elements, a lot of different help that needs to be. Uh, you probably have a, a damn good team, I would imagine, of being able to work together and able to do that. So talk about the teamwork that is involved in that and how many how many pieces of this puzzle come together to actually operate a facility like this. We have a phenomenal team at Crossroads. Um, we have an intake specialist who conducts all the intakes for our residential programs and screens uh, individuals prior to them coming into treatment. Releases are signed from the get-go, so before a woman accesses treatment with us, if we need to start coordinating with other providers in um, 
in her community that have already been providing the treatment, we do that. Uh, when a woman enters the residential program, she's assigned a case manager, individual clinician. She's participating in group treatment, uh, doing the individual therapy. We also have a strong 12-step component, so we're going to 12-step meetings in the community so the woman can start getting used to participating um, in outside meetings. So when they leave treatment, that they'll, you know, the hope is that they'll have a little more um, or increased comfort in uh, in participate in participating in the uh, 12-step community. Um, we have a registered nurse on site who's able to tend to the medical needs of the client. She also runs uh, groups on nutrition, postpartum, uh, groups related to. Um, you know, FASD, fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, substance exposed infants. So that way moms know what to expect and have some education. But it's all done in a very non-shaming, non-judgmental way. Yeah. We really want to provide and empower the women that come into our program with knowledge. And um, we. so it's important that if they're going to the hospital and they've been using throughout their pregnancy, that they know what to expect, but also how to manage and cope and move forward. Yeah. Um, we have a, a strong program manager who leads the teams in both of our residential programs. Um, but one of the things that Crossroads does extremely well, and I think Crossroads are very fortunate to be in a community where we have a lot of strong community providers that play an important role as well yeah. when you're working with this right. population. So uh, we've had places that we've been working with for years that we're able to refer to and connect women to. Um, Solid resources absolutely. That, that you can rely on and trust. Absolutely. I mean, within the community you're saying though right yes absolutely yeah, so huge. if we need to contact a someone a domestic violence advocate for example mm -hmm. and bring her into the program to provide some education to one of our clients here that might be experiencing a dv issue we do that got it got it what do you love most about what you do that is uh, i feel like i could probably go on and on <laughs> um i i work with a wonderful team of colleagues um Crossroads is incredibly relational. Um, we're relational with one with each other as staff, so that we can be that way with our clients as well. Um, because the hope is that when our clients walk through the door, that we're providing them with um, a corrective experience in terms yeah. of a healthy relationship. Um, it is amazing to watch women walk through our doors at day one and completely transformed by the time that they're leaving our program. Um, you know, in terms of improved self-esteem, improved self-care, learning how to have healthier relationships with women, and watching all of that unfold as, as a woman myself is very empowering. So the relationship is very reciprocal. Um, when, when these women get out, do... What are they? What is their program like, or what? Are, what kind of resources are av available to them once they get out to help them along the way after they've been in treatment? In terms of our children and mothers program, exactly. or okay, yeah. um, you know, it, it depends on what area they're returning home to and where their supports are. Sometimes they might be relocating. Sometimes they might be going on to um, a program that uh, that's somewhat like an extended care, but not necessarily an extended care in the addiction field, uh, where they can stay with their children for up to two years and uh, start rebuilding great. their life. There are various resources that we try to connect them to that's appropriate to their situation. Sure. So our case manager works really hard in that regard. Sure, that's awesome. Um, let's talk, and maybe you have something in mind. Um, 
is there a certain story that you can recall that uh, or a success story that like literally just seemed impossible like it wasn't like there's I hate to say that even but I mean it happens sometimes where you just you, you meet somebody and they want help but it's just, it just looks it's it's hard you know so is there something you can recall that really stands out to you that you could share you know, I think what stands out, it's not necessarily one particular case. It's its several cases mm-hmm. because consistently what I hear when women are coming into our program, it's uh, women are saying, I don't have healthy relationships with women. So I don't know how I'm going to be successful in a group that's all women or in a house that's all women. All of my friends are men because I can't trust women. And then they have derogatory terms to describe their female, um, yeah. you know, friends yeah. and But what's interesting is a majority of the women that walk through our doors have a history of trauma. That trauma occurred with a male. So they're saying that they're identifying more with men, that they get along better with men. But when you look at their history, their trauma has predominantly been with men. But they're saying that they're not, uh, that they're, they're not comfortable with other women. So by the time they leave our treatment, they are reporting that they um, can have healthier relationships with women. They've started forming that. And really what I think has happened during that time is it's just a transformation within themselves. They feel better about themselves. So they can sure. feel better about other women. I see that time and time again at Crossroads. And, I, um, and that, that experience always stands out to me. Sure. Why don't we get into the heart and hustle round real quick? Does that sound good? Sure. All right. So what this is is... We're going to go through a couple of questions and you put your heart into each answer, but we're going to do it in about a minute or so. All right. And I'm not going to hold you to, I'm not going to count or anything. So don't, don't worry. I'm not going to get the stopwatch out. All right. Number one, what is one thing you hope to contribute to the greater cause of recovery in the future? Every day it's about uh, breaking down the shame, the stigma, and judgment so people can continue to access help. Um, that I think is one of the biggest, uh, things that I work towards every day. Yeah. How do you how do you make this more of a conversation, which I think more people are having conversations mm-hmm. today about addiction. Um, it's not something that should remain hidden. Um, and how do you get people connected to the help that they need? Sure. All right, number two, what is your favorite thing about what you what you get to do every day? Oh, my favorite thing I I, you know, I'm, I'm in an agency that um, is having a profound impact on women's lives. And in turn, that experience is having a profound impact on mine. There's so much meaning um, that goes into what I do. And I'm very fortunate to be in the profession that I am. Yeah, yeah, sure. Number three, what is one thing you know now that you wish you would have known in the beginning of the work that you do? You know, that's just such a hard question to answer. <laughs> Because there's so much that you learn as you go, mm-hmm. and you just have to you have to go through um, all all the experiences and steps in that journey. You know, if it's in terms of education, certifications, um, the experience of working with clients. There's um, always new things unfolding. So, yeah. I I don't know if I can say that. I wish I would have known this back then. I feel like it's all just unfolding the way that it's meant to unfold. I love that. That's that living in the moment kind of attitude in a sense too, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, at least I know for myself, when I'm able to practice that and it has to be a conscious thing because I can tend to to get, it's easy to get out of that, I Mm -hmm. guess. 
um, man, life is so much easier that way. Right. I call it future tripping. When I'm future <laughs> tripping, man, I'm just tripping. And then that's <laughs> life is a mess. But uh, thankfully, sweat. yeah, it's Who different these days. Who doesn't love free sweat? Right up here at the FRNopoly Yes, and just by the way, we are right here at Foundations Behavioral Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. You can hear the, some of the background noise going on right now, and I love it because we got lots of things going on, lots of changes being made, all kinds of good people connecting. It's pretty awesome. And we'd love to give you some. Thank you. All right. Dr. Roy, last question for you. Where can people find more information about you and about Crossroads? Uh, people can visit our Crossroads website, crossroadsme.org. Um, our uh, information of all of our treatment programs is listed on the website. We have a nice continuum of care. We have two residential programs for um, women with addiction, and um, our phone number is on that website as well if people have more questions and would like to reach out. Dr. Roy, thank you so much for joining us today on Sober Guy Radio. Thank you, Shane. Yes. Thanks for listening. For more information or to join the Sober Guy, Sober Girl community, go to www.thatsoberguy.com. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.